the more effective you are as a mentalist, and I'm, I'm pretty, pretty good. Uh, my audiences are nearly guaranteed to walk away as a whole dumber than they walked in. If I don't find a way to not make that happen. And I'm not saying disclaimers. This isn't a disclaimer um, debate. Uh, but I think it's fairly clear that there is a gradient in ethical problems with lying to people and leaving them worse than you found them. They're guys. They do magic. magic. They are the magic guys. Hey guys, what's up? What's up? Welcome to episode 102 of the Magic Guys. Can you believe we're up to 102? Like, when does it end? Nobody knows. Hopefully never, you know. And I'm out here by myself right now, but we have a guest soon joining. And we also have a guest of um, the podcast who's a regular member, uh, Jason, who should be turning up anytime now as well. Look, I hope you guys are all doing well. And it's great to see you in the chat already. Ah, look at this. For those watching this, Jason is asking, uh, what is the link? So that's great. Uh, I'm just going to give him the link as we're chatting. But, you know, since last week when we had the episode with uh, the guys from the Ryan Bayer Experience, we were like, oh, we heard about this guy, Ken Daxell, and we want to get to know him as well. Looked at my calendar and it just so happens that he is uh, he was scheduled to come on today. So thank you, Bomb Possible, for that. We can see you in the chat and uh, we love you very much. So look, let's... Um, there's so much to talk about because Kent is, from what I've seen already, you know, he's done a lot of amazing things we're going to talk about, but he's kind of, you know, a fellow budding uh, corporate guy you know, uh, from Las Vegas. So it would be interesting to see the differences between here and Australia. But look, we're going to bring him on and uh, guys, give a nice warm welcome to Kent. Oh my God, the flashes, the flashes. Ladies and gentlemen, here he is. What's going on? How's it going? Hello, Welcome hello, friends. How to the you? show. <clears throat> doing well, my friend, doing well. We've got more coming, yeah? <laughs> Thanks for being here. Yes, we do. Should we, uh, let's pop him up. Is it King Jace? King Jace, are you there? We don't know yet. He might not be here. We'll just bring him off for now in case he's going to turn up naked because that could happen, guys. That could happen. <laughs> but look, <clears throat> hey, welcome and and look. Thank you. I know we're uh, we're we're doing our live right now at a different time we normally would. Um, and fortunately, <clears throat> are you a night owl naturally? Like, I mean, what's uh, what's going on in Vegas? Is it yeah nocturnal lifestyle? Yeah, it's about it's about ten p.m. right now. I mean, poor poor Doug. If he comes on, it'll be you know past midnight for him. But um, I tend to be a night owl because I work I work in the evenings quite a bit. Right, doing. Uh, Doing shows, I work at. Uh, I got a, a steady gig down at an Area 15 um, installment called, called Lost Spirits Distillery. Really cool, but you know we get out pretty late, sometimes 11 midnight, and you know how it is when you come home, you have to wind down. You have to wind down. So that's it. Yeah. What better way to wind down than 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 chatting with fellow performers? Yeah, I was thinking the nice. same thing. What a great excuse to 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 um, <laughs> uh, get so right you- home. 
And you just came from a gig tonight, right? Is Was that the event you just came from or you were doing? Yeah, tonight Lost I was Spirits? at Lost Spirits. Damn. Okay. Well, let, let's... um. Let's start there. Like that show is more of a, what is it more of an eerie kind of mental experience? Oh, so actually it is a distillery tour, believe it or not. Okay. And so, yeah, the, the billboard says the Willy Wonka of booze. And so, <laughs> yeah. Nice. And so it, it's, it's gone through a lot of changes. Um, but the idea was basically that they're going to give you a distiller, a, a tour of their distillery and teach you about how they like age their rum. And you get four, um, four different tastings of different kinds of rum as you go through. And uh, the last one being one that it would absolutely melt your face off. Um, I don't, I don't drink, but this one is my favorite one actually, um, which are two contradictory statements. I understand, but yeah. I've tasted all of them. <laughs> And the uh, this last one, it's 122 proof, so it's pretty it's pretty intense. Wow! Yeah, yeah. I've had wow. uh, I've had maybe a hundred proof before, mm-hmm. without knowing it was hundred proof, and that messed me up. Yes, yeah. That's, that, uh, that that sounds pretty intense, man. But yeah, so the the whole experience, the idea is that you're sort of released into. The, it used to be a, a, a very uh, guided tour, but now you're sort of released into this like, I don't know. Rum Narnia, like Moroccan village. There are four <laughs> stages where shows are just happening and they just start at certain times, whether there's an audience there right. or not. And so you, and then there are four different tastings that you have to find. There's a freaking jazz lounge, which is awesome. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff. And all of the different tastings are in these like, little segregated areas which are meant to be sort of different and and you always feel like you're going into something different when you're going through the space so it's very cool if anyone has a chance to go to lost spirits distillery while visiting vegas uh definitely go so this is almost so it's like an like a discovery kind of thing like they're yeah, discovering yeah. these different rooms different shows yeah, yeah right. for sure for sure they, they have a um uh yeah, the whole idea is that you're always going to be walking up into something that is surprising to you. You know, you're always going to be surprised by whatever is around the next corner. And yep. they're always in flux. You know, the, the room that they, when I came in to audition, because I knew I wanted to work there, because I went there with my parents uh, around March. And you can ask me about, um, oh, Bob Possible says uh, there's also boobs, which is true. There, there are boobs. Um, <laughs> the acts okay. on the stages are not just, just you know, mentalism and magic. They're, they're actually yeah. primarily uh, variety and burlesque. And so, okay. a lot of um, <laughs> magic things. Magic, booze, and boobs. I mean, if magic that doesn't get you out of the house to go with your parents there, I don't know what will. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's I, my parents. So it's look. Speaking of uh, speaking of magic, booze, and boobs, ladies and gentlemen. Let's bring on the boy uh, himself, Jason Ma. What's there he up? is. Cracking kids. You all missed me. That was perfect timing, I think. How's yeah, we all missed doing? you, man. We all missed you. Jason, yes. uh, Kent, Kent, Jason, Jason, Kent. Yes. You me? Hi, Jason. Uh, hey, Kent. How are you? <clears throat> nice. I'm good. So maybe, maybe this is a good, a good time for you to give uh, – everyone the rundown of who you are, where you are, what you're sort of focusing on 
right now. Okay. Well. Yeah. So uh, I, cheers. <laughs> it's magic. Cheers. Um, so my name is Kent. Uh, I, I um, grew up in Maine, Canada Junior. I have uh, I have a history ah. of magic, like uh, I've been practicing or studying 25 years or so. Um, pretty cliched story getting into it, you know. Uh, social in in high school. Whenever somebody asks, like, why do you get into magic? My my first go to answer is insecurity, uh, <laughs> which I think is at least uh, you're honest. <laughs> I think it's valid uh, for yeah. a lot of us. Um, but uh, you know, once that sort of floated away, there um, uh, there remained just this wonderful thing that we could uh, you know can always make somebody laugh and always make somebody happy. So that's wonderful. And then. Uh, during my time in New York, floated into uh, mentalism, which is the same as magic, but looked at as different for some reason. And uh, we can get into that later on, I think. But uh, but now that I'm doing that, it's um, I do I do a combination of both. And some ghosts uh, in your house. Hello. Oh, hey. <laughs> What's up? What's up? You Please, show us your best. Way. Show us your best ambitious. <laughs> <laughs> I was just talking about that with, with another magician that lives at there, that lives at, <laughs> feels like we live there sometimes, that works at Lost Spirits with me uh, doing shows sometimes. And he, we had some, some guests who were like VIP guests who wanted to see something. And, you know, we were kind of off the clock because the shows are scheduled. But I was like, yeah, sure, I'll show him something. You know, I'll show him my, and I, I just ran through the titles of things in my head that I can that I normally do there. I'm like, you know, I can't actually say any of these titles out loud because it just gives away the ending. So I'll just show you the trick. You know, we were talking about, yeah, show them, show them the, the one where you, that you do with the cups where, where the, the little whiskey bottle ends up inside at the end. Oh, well, yeah. uh, that, that's the, that it's the best when, when the audience members say that do the one where you, where you yes. guess their, their pin code or, or do the one where the, do the one the where drawing. the ending is spoiled by me. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> Yeah. Do you get that on the street, Jace? Like, oh, he's about to do the this trick. Yeah. Sometimes people are like, I get people that have seen the show before, and they'll uh, they'll stand to the side and try to look intelligent by telling people what's going to happen before it happens. Do you oh, know what I mean? Man. Yeah. Oh, dude. And it's uh, yeah, it's whatever. I don't really care to be honest. Usually, just yeah. tell them to shut up and keep doing. <clears throat> keep going. Imagine if you gave them a microphone and some kind of um like news reporter hat and you're like, all right, guys, here's the news reporter. He's going to report this whole show of what's happening. Keep going. <laughs> no, you just get him with something else. You just throw a curveball in there somewhere and it ends up yeah, becoming curve. a freshie, a freshie. That's right. Curve, you know what I'm saying? Curveball, haymaker, whatever gets it done, right? Well, that I think that's real what I told Mika to do. <laughs> so, all right. Um, on your website, so I was having a look at your site, very clean. Uh, nice site there, but it, you know, on the banner, it comes up as, um, you know, Las Vegas, uh, magician and mentalist. But then on your website, it kind of looks like it's primarily mentalism that you promote yourself as these days. Is I that a preference or is mentalism? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so is that, uh, what do you think that is? Is that because, because adults seem to react more to that when you're doing it? it I, I think so. You know, I, I don't know. <clears throat> I have found that doing um, that pr promoting um, 
and I don't want to say higher tier. I just want to uh, like more sophisticated type of uh, things in the eyes of lay people does not prevent you from doing all of the other things that they might ask a magician to do. <clears throat> so like if you're, if you've got a corporate website, it doesn't necessarily prevent you from being able to book kids shows if you want to do them, but having kids shows advertised on your corporate website might prevent you from doing corporate shows. <clears throat> You know, right, and that's, that's right. sort of what I have found. And I'm not sure if that's even true. That's just an intuition that I have about, <clears throat> about um, what I'm putting forward. I remember Eric, uh, Eric LeClaire when we had him on. His website, his English website is all adult stuff. Like here's all the shows he's been on. But then he has a, uh, a website in French for his kids shows. He has a different name. In, really? Uh, in Canada that he goes under for all the school shows he does. So I can see that being important. Yeah. Yeah, I, I sure. well, definitely separating your um, you know, separating your messages like <clears throat> not, not mixing your messages as much as possible is mm. usually a good idea. Especially, I mean, even if the only reason I have, I don't have a website to get people to visit my website, I'm I'm shit at SEO and all of that stuff. I have no idea what any of that is. Um, I I'm sure I have gotten gigs because people have found my website, but the website for me is primarily a tool <laughs> for the hustle. So, you Social know, I, yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. So I'll go, I'll go and, you know, I, I have a fairly nice website. I've got to get, if you guys look at my Instagram right now, shameless plug, but if there are people watching and they look at my Instagram, I don't have a ton of followers, but it's pretty well laid out. And so if I, you know, call, if I'm, if, if I get a phone call from somebody who's looking for somebody to do some close up for them, I can send them to my website, send them for, to my Instagram or whatever. They will instantly know that I do what I say I do. Because right. of the way I'm with you, like well, Jay, Jay, a million followers doesn't really matter to me right now. Jay, Jason's the one that can vet your Instagram and tell you what it's really like. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone with a uh, with the the king following that Jace has in the magic yeah, for world. Yeah, sure, for sure. But I I had a booking the other week and <clears throat> they booked me through my website. But when I chatted with them just before the event. They um they mentioned that they checked out like they mentioned a few effects that I'd done on my Instagram, and they're like, oh, I want like, do you think you'll do that for any of the groups today? I know like the boss will love it if you unlock his phone. I'm like, oh, where'd you see that? Like, oh, I was just going through Instagram, and so it's very common. They'll go from the website, click on the social link, check out what you've been doing recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or if you're Jason, they just. They go, ah, yep, like, share, and then book. They'll just see wherever, whatever, wherever, wherever that is, right? TikTok, Facebook, YouTube. Got to be worthy. It is worthy. It is. Everything I do is worthy. <laughs> Dude, I right. saw you just, uh, you just showed up in my feed the other day, and you were doing a, um, oh, my Lord. You were, doing a, you were doing just the most knuckle-busty sandwich effect where, uh, I mean, you. There was something like this. That's all I have to say, right? It was. Uh, so I don't know. I'm not no? sure. I. I'm not sure. I know which one you're referring to. No. Like here. Tell us a bit more. And then like this. Ah, oh, right, right. The Daniel you know Garcia routine, right? Oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, was that like, was just uh, <laughs> that. was just for the lols. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, I know people can see what happened in it, so I'm not really. 
phase, but I don't know. It took me two. I know. I know some people miss it, but yeah, most people can see what's happening. So, but even if you see it, you're like, did he just effing do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was exactly. And that's the type of that's. Do you think that's good or bad? I, I don't. I, I don't. I think it's probably people good. being able to see it. Well, uh, me personally, I don't really care. I just uh, yeah. I mean, I just post magic stuff because I enjoy it. And uh, if people enjoy it as well, that's awesome. If not, oh, well, it's not like I can tell them what to do. <clears throat> that's a great attitude. I know it's good for the algorithm when you can watch it 15 times with the hope of getting it. Yeah. I mean, at least, yeah, that just helps, doesn't it? That just helps yeah. the algorithm. For yeah, me, um, when, I'm, when I'm performing live, I know I, personally I like to try and do stuff that I guess would be difficult in a way that if they did figure out the method, the method is still impressive. Impressive, yeah. That yeah, I, do, I think people you know. appreciate skill when it comes. It's to like it's like even if they, yeah, like even if they've seen Jason do cups and balls ten times on the street, they're still going to be like, "Oh goddamn, he just like loaded ten of these in front of everyone without them seeing it," even if they know or they think they know something, you know. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that's why oh, I can't, I won't say the method, but that's why there are tricks out there. I just won't do. Cause the method is like, I feel like people would go, you're an idiot. If that's all you're doing, <laughs> you know, or like yeah. the, uh, the old invisible deck. <clears throat> I still can't <laughs> find mine, bro. I still cannot find mine. I have two. Uh, just kidding. I have, I have two, but I don't use them. Excuse the only way I would use it is if I wanted to film that. You know that uh, the way that you can lay the cards out on the pool table and then you hit the pool ball and it lands on one? That's the only way I'd want to present Ooh, it because I think that's cool. Yeah, I think that's a cool way of doing it, right? I have no idea what you're talking about. Please please expand on that. So, so the the idea is that you would go to like a bar or something and you would get a, you know some a group of people to come over and they spread a deck of cards all over the table. Yeah. Right? Well, all of them face down all over the table and then they hit the white ball and whichever card it lands on or is closest to, that's the selected card that would match oh. a card that's face down in the box. And yeah, the yeah. method of card selection, yeah, for sure. That, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's really cool. Like that's entertaining to me. That's, but I, I, yeah. as for the trick itself, like I don't really like that trick, you know, I'm not really all about it. Jason, yeah, that, uh, sounds like, that sounds like your next vlog story. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's all in the works, man. All right, clip this moment. Jason, you should do that trick. <laughs> and then put it before what we just said. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there you Jason, go. Jason, you should try you should try this and then yeah. voice over for Josh. <laughs> yeah. All right, what do you think what are your thoughts on mentalism, Kent? With the um uh how did you describe it? The the morals of mentalism. Is that what you were saying? Oh god. Like uh the ethics. There, are there, yeah. Are there any, um, uh, when you do a magic trick, it's, I think Tatanka from Tannins said this, and this guy, he wasn't, I didn't hear this directly from him, but I, I heard it through somebody else. And it's a really, really good point. And it kind of isolates or um, distills this, uh, this problem, which is that um, magic gives you no answers where mentalism gives you the wrong answers. And another way of saying this, which I've kind of latched onto um, for myself, is that I, the more effective you are as a mentalist, and I'm, I'm pretty pretty good, uh, my audiences are nearly guaranteed 
to walk away as a whole dumber than they walked in. If I don't find a way to not make that happen. And I'm not saying disclaimers. This isn't a disclaimer um, debate. Uh, But I think it's fairly clear that there is a gradient in ethical problems with lying to people and leaving them worse than you found them. Uh, Like, for instance, the John Edwards problem is is sort of real if you're just doing straight psychic stuff, uh, if you have a problem with it. Um, And some people don't. And that's okay. That's consistent. But if you do have a problem with John Edwards, you ought to have a problem with Darren Brown. And it's because Mm, for a fact that when those people are walking out of that, that theater, they are dumber than they are when they walked in. They are believing untrue things about the world. And they're not saying, how do they do that? They're not saying, you know, or they're not saying, you know, that was a great, uh, he's really good at deception. What they're saying is that man is Sherlock Holmes. Mm. And, and that is possible to do. And I'm going to go to Barnes and Noble tomorrow and buy, go to the psychology section to learn what, <laughs> what he was doing. And I'm going to, I'm going to go to a, to a class on NLP at the Y and spend 1500 bucks, you know? It's, um, it's, it's, it's as lying as lying can be. And I don't know how to solve that problem because I love the structure and the, the overall vibe of mentalism. But I know what my end goal is, which is to find a, a um, to help move culture, move the culture around mentalism to be similar to the culture around magic. Even while you're watching Chris Angel's show, you can think to yourself, that's a real sorcerer, right? But when you leave and before you get there, you're like, that's a magician. He's using magic tricks. But while you're there, you're like, just a little bit of doubt, just for fun, right? Mm. You put out on your, you know, if you're, if your ad copy um, doesn't contain the word magician. I don't, I, I, again, I don't know how to solve this problem. There, there are a couple of, a couple of potential solutions, but I see people like, um, Cassidy and Sylvia Brown to be on the same gradient. And the same is to be said of Darren Brown and Oz Perlman, who will both sit there on podcasts and lie. They'll just maintain the hmm. lie. What a, and to me, that's, that's uncomfortable and sounds very lonely. That's, that's like Thomas just said, that's really well said. And I think there's a lot of places to take this. That's not what Thomas said. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) He said, that's so effing well said. Thanks, Thomas. So what about about Darren Brown's miracle episode where he says, this is all bullshit, but watch me do it anyway? Is that 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 better or is that still? I think so. Yeah, I mean, that, that comes down... That comes down to, I'm not saying, again, I made some pretty strong statements there, so I'm going to back up on those a little bit and say Darren is one of the, um, probably one of the better in this, uh, in, in this realm, you know, but, but changing it from psychic to psychological and then still lying about it is not any, to me, it's no, no different, actually potentially worse to be honest, because you're kind of couching it in stuff that's that might be real. And mm-hmm. so 
but Darren is, has been pretty good about this. But I think that we all know as a collective that when even in his first special, when he said the word magic at the end of a bunch of other words that were lies, um, you know, he said, I, I use uh, showmanship, psychology, uh, hypnosis, suggestion, magic, and uh, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> um, I think we all know that, that that including that was ineffective. So mm. I actually, I, I don't. I don't know if I've, I don't think I've watched Miracle. Is that one of the newer ones? That would be like his second last one that's come out, I think. Okay. I haven't it, seen it. it. I haven't seen it. it, so I can't it it's, all, it's all preferenced around him uh, exposing healers. And so he does all ah, these yeah, bits yeah. where he can make someone walk again or lift someone up or, or do right. a Q&A piece. But he's yeah. doing it while saying, this is all fake, but you're still going to believe it and I'll still be able to do it. I think that's fair. I think that that's that's probably that probably levels the playing field. <clears throat> Although then the the question about an, an effective disclaimer is whether or not it's actually effective. Hmm. And and the the question that I have when you know, I mean people people would have to. It's it's kind of like so I work with uh, with Banachek. Um, at uh, his I didn't actually finish, guys. I'm in Las Vegas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, please go. Yeah. We launched into the serious stuff too quick, right? Um, but I work with Banachek, uh, or I, I did work with him. I, I, I don't work with him as much anymore. Um, but uh, I was with his show that opened up at the Stratosphere for about um, uh, about a year and a half before I had to sort of pull back because I was just getting a lot of work and wanted to leave town and all that kind of stuff. And um, so I'll still go in once in a while and do notes and all that. But uh, one of the things that his, his disclaimer is, I mean, effectively perfect at first glance when people hear it. He says, I use my five known senses to create the illusion of a sixth sense. And you can let us know in the comments if you've heard that before, right? That's a, that's a fairly uh, commonly stolen disclaimer and uh, a very good disclaimer, um, except that it doesn't work. Because I was with him for nearly a year, I think, before the message that I was delivering to him, which was, people think you're a body language reader. Like, that's what people think you're doing. So, you know, before that message came through, when he started adding that as a disclaimer. Now, at the end of the show, he starts saying, you know... Uh, I wouldn't put my life on the line. I'm not a body language reader. I wouldn't put my life on the line for uh, using only suggestion or uh, or a body language reading or any psychological tricks like that. And so it's is consistent now in the in the you know wanting to be honest in the disclaimer. Um, but then it just begs the question: Is the disclaimer even effective? You know, because people don't make decisions intellectually. They make decisions emotionally. And so mm. here's 30 seconds of high intellectualism that you can ignore in favor of the preceding hour and a half of emotional hits over and over and over again. Speaking of, I wouldn't put my life on the line just with these these uh, abilities. What about, just as a side note, did you guys see oh, <laughs> what David Blaine's been getting up to with those injuries in his show? <laughs> oh my that, God. That, that is someone who puts his body on the line uh, for real. <laughs> That's a guy. My, I have a friend in town, um, Tyus uh, Franz is a good friend of mine, and he he watched Blaine's show, and he's like, 
That man is just more okay with dying than your average person. Yeah. Did you see that post, Jace? Oh, I don't really follow Blaine, unfortunately. I should. Fair enough. He basically, he, he messed up Russian roulette in his show, the ice pick one with the styrofoam cups. And on stage, he slams it down, gets the ice pick in his hand, and he just goes, ah, oh, damn. And he like pulls it out, shows the camera. He's like bleeding. And from what I read, he just walks off for like five minutes, comes back and keeps doing the show, <laughs> even Jeez. though it's gone all the way through. <laughs> and he still does it. Um, you know, like that's, that's professional. That whole thing is brilliant. <laughs> so anyway, I, just, just to swing it back and, and uh, mm. finish that thread, um, basically, you know, uh, the the this is not real psychic powers does not protect you from lying because if there's because if people don't know how it works they're going to put their own experience on it and they're going to say oh it's not psychic therefore it's psychological because certainly i can't be fooled but doesn't that uh you know isn't the onus on people not just the performer like if the performer says it's not real you know, it's for entertainment purposes. Are they then responsible for someone in the crowd making up their own decision and being like, no, nah, no, nah, that is that is real. That's some <laughs> psychological shit right there. I don't think that's a I don't think that's a fair thing to say. I think um I think that you're responsible for your actions and as long as you make every every effort to be clear about it, then you're not responsible for what someone else thinks. Yeah. I, I would I would pose a, a thought experiment. Um, where uh, there's, let's say, let's say, I, I don't actually know if this is true or not, but let's say John Edwards puts a disclaimer at the beginning of, of crossing over, you know, back in the, whatever, the early knots. And, uh, and then people still believe it. Uh, and the, but the disclaimer reads, this is for entertainment purposes only. Yes. Um, right. And then people still believe it. So why is that his responsibility there? Well, then, so, then, similar to like, hmm. if I had a, if I had a tree, if I had several trees in my yard and I said, don't eat from that one because the fruit is poisonous and I'm not lying, <laughs> but people go, you know what? I don't believe you. And then they eat from that. That to me is just natural selection. <laughs> if anything, <laughs> that tree is doing what it intended to do and it's ridding the world of these idiots. So yeah, it might be. I mean, if you want to be the poison apple, that's, that's up to you, uh, I guess. But like, if you if if you do have have any issues, so that's that's why it's triage, right? Like your your you you if you don't have a problem with you know what somebody like John Edwards or Sylvia Brown does, then um, then that's well John well John Edwards um, John Edwards he does have a disclaimer. He doesn't, does he? No, I don't. I don't actually know. Yeah, I would no, he, he he doesn't. I believe that he actually tries to convince people that he is talking to their loved ones in the afterlife, and that that is um, reprehensible. Mm. Yeah, that's like that's very bad. But, but pose, pose the thought experiment but, if he did and they if he did have the disclaimer i'm actually maybe somebody in the chat can look this up while we do this because i wonder if it does say this is for entertainment purposes in the in the wall of text that showed up at the beginning of his show mm. but even if it even if it did say that and people did read it you know if i juggle for entertainment purposes you can assume that I have the ability to juggle also offstage for practice purposes or for uh, other purposes. And if, if I'm saying, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to mind read uh, psychically for entertainment purposes, um, whether if, if you're okay with it, you're okay with it. Like I, I'm, there's nothing, uh, there's no, I'm not trying to make, make a moral argument um, 
<clears throat> that is objective. I'm trying to make an argument just for myself. I have a problem with um, being the uh, the impetus that moves people in the wrong direction intellectually. And so how do you how do you handle it when after your show someone's like, I can't believe you can read minds and you knew what I was thinking. What do you say <laughs> to someone? Uh, I, if they if they press, I, I literally he reveals say, the method. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, so I had a piece teach. of paper and what you didn't know was that yeah, yeah. <laughs> this wallet has a little slide that allows me to peek yeah yeah <laughs> it's um well the, the 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 most effective disclaimer i've ever found is is or, or that i've ever come up with i don't know if this is I, again i don't know if this is effective or not but i say if you want to learn what i do you go to the you go to the bookstore if you want, or the video store, or whatever. You don't video stores if that exists. Uh, you go. You don't go to the psychology section, and you don't go to the psychic section or the intuition or spirits or whatever. You go to the magic section, the same section where you learn card tricks. The same section, and right in there, there will be something called mentalism. And if you really want to know, you can look there. And that's I, I think tearing down the psychic and the Sherlock and building up the the magic portion of it is helpful anyway. But again, I don't know the answers. Um, mm. I might also say like, and it, it's kind of uncomfortable not to know the answers, but a, a lot of people um, are at least open enough to, to recognizing that it's a, it's a bit of a problem. You know, it seems weird that we're, we have an army of people that are specially armed to um, make the public smarter, but we choose to do something very different. So I don't quite know. I'm, I'm open to any suggestions, by the way. Yeah, wonderful. Guys in the chat, after you've seen this episode, put it in the, in the comments. We'll yeah, please, please. This is, I mean, what, what, this is a big discussion, but it's very shallow oftentimes. Yeah, absolutely. What, what is, um, what's it like being, uh, so you're performing obviously in the, um, the, the tour and you're a regular performer in, in Jeff McBride's show as well, perhaps I think I read uh, maybe, but so Wonderground, um, I was, I was a regular, uh, performer at the Wonderground when it was on, but after COVID it's, or during COVID it stopped. Um, right. he did it online for a little while and I think mm -hmm. I was part of a couple of those over zoom, but, um, yeah, generally, um, we haven't gotten back together live yet. So, I think I actually don't know if there are any plans for that kind of thing, but I was, I was a regular close-up guy. I did bar magic at, uh, at uh, the Wonderground. It, that was a great experience. From uh, what I've heard, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. 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 So what, what is the gig economy like in Vegas? Like you see, obviously, you know, there's the big star headlining shows, but when you're a, a worker and you're, you know, you're getting booked for events and stuff, what's that like? Is that a hard, are there just tons of, great performers out there all getting trying to get the same gigs what what is it what's that like because in australia i would say there's infinitesimally less like professionals than uh where you're gonna find in vegas for example yeah um well th there's a lot of opportunity here you know like I, I actually started doing trade shows this year and like back in i mean i did a few um out in, in like my new york times but um, I, I noticed like going on the floor of the trade show, like these massive sprawling trade shows and there's like maybe two magicians, you know? Wow. And like, it's, it's very rare that I come up against um, 
against another, I think it's rare that I come up against another magician in a gig, unless it's one of those like on gig salad or gig masters or, or something like that. You know, it's, it's, um, I, I just, I just don't see it as competition. I don't, I don't see us like until in other, in other places. I mean, you, like I, I heard that in England or in the UK rather, it just, it's unheard of to not have a magician at your wedding. Have you, is mm. that? We've, I've heard this. We, and we chatted to a, a wedding magician named Richard Parsons. Um, he explained the reason why that is. <clears throat> is because a wedding in the UK is an all day and night affair. So they need to fill a whole 12 hours with entertainment and they okay. eat multiple times. And so that's why they book magicians a lot because they need something for like a couple of hours. Okay. You know, that makes sense. Bef- before like the dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like here in Australia, a wedding is like ceremony and then three hours to have dinner or two hours, whatever. And then everyone's drunk, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, that's, yeah. that's fair. That's fair. Um, so I, I guess I don't know what, what the, uh, I, I like to think that there's when we do get, um, once we get ourselves so that there's a magician at every event in Las Vegas, then we mm. can start looking at each other as competition. That's interesting. You know what I mean? You- but until then it's like, dude, just, just make magic look good. Um, yeah. There's an Do abundance it. of opportunity there. Yeah. yeah as, sure. as, as there is everywhere. But I, that's interesting. I would have thought for sure, like, because I know Jackie, you, the last I heard from him, he was a Vegas, like, gig guy. And so I would have thought, you know, everyone would be sort of crossing paths here and there. Well, we do, we do cross but paths. I mean, we go to the same, but, you know, I, I think, I think I've, I, I think that I've given more gigs to my magician friends because of our community than I've lost gigs to magicians. Right. Right. And it's so because of, it's it, you I, that Jace has lots of opportunity. Yeah. Let's go. Um, I've yeah, come on down, all the opportunities. <laughs> already taken all the opportunities I can handle right now. The pri- the, you know, the, 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 the primary skill set for trade shows for those like insane pay. I mean, guys, magicians, Get on the trade show stuff. Like, it's insane if you can do it. But the primary skill set is crowd building. So, like... Uh, that's not my skill. No! <laughs> I might just do something else. <laughs> yeah, just be a mentalist, bro, instead. Yeah, right, right, right. Could a mentalist be a busker? Do, do any exist? I've seen you know, one. Yeah? Who, who was he? Who was he? Yeah. Uh, it's got to be some, tough. No, uh, just a random Asian guy. I don't know his name, but... It's like it's like in all the time that I've traveled around and I've only ever seen one and uh, he wasn't really doing too well. You would have to be insanely funny and charismatic for your magic to not be a visual magic, you know, if you're past uh, yeah. Oh, I've seen some, you know, Robin Williams used to be a street performer, you know, did comedy on the street. Right. It's, do- it's right. definitely doable. Mm. Yeah. That, that, unfortunately, like that- that sounds like another vlog. Try a if you, if you ask me, all if you ask me, magicians are the worst mentalists. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like if you got a, if you like, so I was working on a cruise ship and we got this girl to to do a mentalism act, and she was not a magician by any means. She just learnt the act, but so she, she was, was like a, an actor or she was a performer, something. yeah, like an actual performer, and she was so good. Like it was easily one of the best like mentalism acts I'd ever seen performed. And she had no background in magic and it just 
furthers my belief, I think, that magicians make the worst mentalists. That's Because <laughs> they, they, they try to be magicians, man. Magicians yeah. always try to be magicians, and magicians suck. Why would you want to be a magician? <laughs> you know what I mean? Wait, where am I? <laughs> That's all true, yeah. though. I did see I did see a, a, a bit of a crossover guy, I guess. You, I don't know if you call this magic, mentalism or magic, but there was a guy in Santa Monica that used to lay out, um, like, he did a very quiet and quick act, but it would be have a pretty quick crowd build um, where he laid out a, uh, a carpet in front of him and laid out forks on them and did fork uh, bending for, for a crowd. And he would do <laughs> fairly well. Um, you know, I guess back when forks were, were had, had the right um, the right consistency for that kind of thing. Nowadays, it's hard to find. They get hotter and hotter to find. Our it. friend Stephen Bridges used to do fork bending as a crowd builder on the street. Oh, really? Sure. Yeah, sure. I can see that. I mean, I I, I mean, it's in um, trade shows. That's got to be a good builder. Like I think I remember watching on a DVD. It was like one of the main guys that that teach that kind of stuff, it was in a trade show environment. And I was like, oh, God damn. Mm. Surely Benacek has his own company now that imports forks or something. Or <laughs> no. well, Morgan Strebler has got to, definitely. I, I, don't, I, I don't actually know. I, I don't think it's cost effective to do that. Um, I know that, you know, I've stopped by many a restaurant supply store here on the way to the stratosphere. Right. So um, when are you doing close-up close up magic then? What, uh, what kind of stuff do you enjoy doing? What do you, are you constantly learning new stuff or have you already found like the stuff that works and you just stick with it? Uh, yeah, it's hard to say. I, I love learning new stuff, but I always, I always come home, you know, I'm, I'm doing uh, uh, the set that I've done a hundred thousand times over at Lost Spirits now is, uh, or, or in any of my close up um, sets is card under box into card to wallet. And I just love that kind of, um, I mean, it's an ACR uh, it's like a three-phase nice. ACR for card for card into wallet, but um, yeah. I mean, it's very, it's very. There's nothing special about it, nothing artistic about it in a magic sense. One uh, second, boyos, you continue. I'll be back for sure. <laughs> and what you don't know is that I've just ordered Jason a stripper at his door. <laughs> oh, fantastic! <laughs> now we did actually talk about um, ordering him some. Um, I was like, oh, do you need a Red Bull? Have you been working all day? I can just Uber eat you one there. But we, we didn't go that far, but I should have because this would just have been hilarious. That would have been super um, fun. But that's, that's podcast okay. history right there. You, uh, uh, that's like squatting, but like the good version. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll send you what you need, man. Huh, interesting. What a great Vegas. thing that would be to, to, just, to just like every – I mean, I don't need anything, but I, I don't think, I'm not trying to drop a hint or anything. <laughs> but here's my PO box. Here's my order food for every podcast. <laughs> just, just have dinner with them while you talk. Yeah, that would be, be interesting. Yeah. I mean, Jason does put up his, um, his PO box in his, in his video. So he'll often have deliveries come in and sometimes he'll just open them. Like we'll be chatting and he'll just get bored and he'll be like, oh, I'll just open this. And it's he's, like, he's not coming back, says Bob. He's still working on this. Still doing this. <laughs> hey, nice. Do you do? Any, love, um, do you enjoy any cardistry, like when you're at home? Yeah, man. Yeah, just dabbling actually, with, uh, I, with the cards. With this one, 
Very nice. Under under pressure thing? Under pressure. Did you ever yeah. learn, is it called snatch? Where you can do that and then pull the card out, like a selected card out of the under pressure? No. No. Our buddy, uh, Nick K, I'll maybe just find the video afterwards. I mean, he does it a lot, which looks awesome, but like he'll have a card selected. He'll do under pressure first. Like he'll do it once and then he'll do it a second time and he'll just go boom and pull out the card. Dude. I mean, you know, but, um, okay. Yeah. Nice. Under pressure. Yeah. I love this. I'm I'm looking in the comments here now. Yeah. Magicians make the worst mentalists. So true. Bob possible. You are all over this comments. (laughs) Thomas, his mental toughness is ungodly. I don't know if that's just me being stubborn or if I'm making it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What about, um, <clears throat> do you ever pop any, any flicker shots? Let me see if I can. Oh, well, that would have been great if I caught that first one. Bro. Oh, there we go. All right. Took two goes. Two goes. What? <laughs> Will you stop that? You should have been here. Oh, I mean, at the end of last week's episode, I did the foot catch, and that was, um, I did not know I was going to be doing that one. Like for realsies? Yeah, you flick the card out and you catch it in your in your toes. It's right. At, it's it's the last thing we do in last week's episode with the the Ryan Bayer experience. That's fantastic. So it's all fun, but this is not about me. Um, well, well, no. Um, it, it, there you go, Tim. Yeah. I got nothing else interesting to say. <laughs> yeah, Tim goes wait for the feet. Yeah, wait for the feet. <laughs> uh, yeah, how, how wild does it get around here? Last, you know. Look, there's there's um there's no. There's no bars, you know, you can kind of talk about anything on here. And sometimes people come up with the craziest comments. So like, if you guys have a question for Kent, by the way, just, uh, just throw it up there. Yeah. 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 For sure. In the meantime, you know, um, I have no idea what that is that you just did. Is that, is that you said it's called flicker? Yeah. So it's called the flicker shot. Um, and, uh, there's a tutorial for it on YouTube. Just type in flicker shot tutorial. You'll see my face, uh, filmed beautifully by Jason. Hey, nice. Oh, baby. Ken was just showing us some of his cardistry and it's pretty smooth. He's got some, uh, under pressure going on. Oh yeah. No, just, I I was just under pressure. I was just an under pressure. Under pressure. Under smooth. I love it. Very nice. That's all I got. That's all I got. It's probably the best mentalist spring I've ever seen. Is it? <clears throat> I'll take that. There we hey, go. You're going to warm me warm up some here, Josh. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah, give, give us that beat. Now. The old one-handed hey. cut. Here's a little Jason original. The old M. Night Shyamalan cut. Ooh. One-handed cut with a twist. Is that, is that the Pythagoras? Is that the boy Thagoris, mate? The, the old Riffle fan. Oh. If you want to get real into it, you can do the... You know, everyone likes to think of this move as a difficult move to do. The one-handed Riffle shuffle. You, you know why they think of it that way? Why? Because it is. <laughs> That's a limiting belief there, bud. Now it's the uh, one-handed color change. Yeah, you can do it. He does it with he does it with any thought of card too. You just name a card and it will just change to it. And name Beautiful. a card? Uh the eight of hearts. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. 
Yeah, so you're thinking of a card, yeah? <laughs> Bam, look at that. Smooth, oh, baby. baby. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Baby. So, Paul, that reminds me. So I, we opened – I was on a lecture tour with uh, Robert Watkins, who does, is, is actually just named Watkins for those listening. Not Robert, just Watkins. Watkins. And he's a mentalist, wrote a couple of books, really, really good books, really good material. And he goes um, – he's up, he's up on stage uh, – because we, it was, it was actually, was it 2020 that we did this one? Yeah, it was 2020. And we had to cancel the last leg of the tour because 2020. Um, but uh, he goes, uh, we're opening up this magic theater. And we, we did the first show. And the owner, he goes, he goes, oh, that thing you guys did with the envelopes? Oh, baby. Oh, baby. <laughs> oh, Baby, yeah. but funny, funny, story, funny story about what happened in that in that show. Um, this was a different thing uh, than the when what he was referring to. I don't even remember what he was talking about. But he goes, Watkins is up there doing four DT, right? Three envelopes, one ahead, mislabeled. I don't know if I'm ruining Christmas for anyone or ruining Santa Claus for anyone here. Um, but well, forty eight uh, minutes in, with anyone who would have been upset by that is gone. Sure. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Yes, yeah. I'm still. Uh, what do you mean? So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, oh, it's not real mind reading. That's <clears throat> that's the premise for the whole Sick previous right. conversation. That's what you didn't understand, Jason. Okay, yeah, you're you're caught up. Um, so, so he oh. goes, he goes, uh, he gets the he forget he mislabels them incorrectly, and so so he actually really labels them. So when he oh asked boy. for the first one back, he just takes he it's the one that he peaked, right? So so we, so he collects that so we, that one's legit. He just that one's in there. He pe- he's peaked that one. That's in the envelope labeled number 1. He gets that one right. So it's the the name of the person you're thinking of is Peter or whatever. Boom. Got it right. And then he opens the envelope and as mentalists who are watching here will know you're not supposed it's- to really see what you just said, right? <laughs> so like, oh no! So like, he's looking, and it says Peter, and he can he he shows her, and he's like, "See Peter," and he shows the crowd too, and then he's like, "Is there something in his mind true. now? No, yeah. is he? Is there something in his mind that's thinking maybe the next person is also Peter?" No, no, because he he asked them for a location, and he's sitting. Oh, in the he's world. screwed then. Okay, continue. So he, so he's, yeah, he's screwed. <laughs> So he goes. He goes to um, to uh, to do the second, do the location, and he just guesses. He says uh, Las Vegas as the city, and he op- he he opens it up, and it says like Boston or something. And then I'm not ready, but I'm going to do Q and A. Uh, from you know, I'm backstage. I'm getting ready to do Q and A, and he doesn't do his third envelope, and then he calls me out. He's like, we'll get to that third envelope in a few minutes. And he calls me out on stage. He says, Ken's going to come back on stage. You get a big round of applause. And I'm like, <laughs> not what's supposed to happen. So I just get out and I start. And I see him running around frantic because his impartial judge that's holding the third envelope is still sitting there holding the third envelope. Well, oh boy. if you wouldn't, oh, this was beautiful. I go into the bowl and I actually pull out this woman's billet. This is my my one ahead turns out to be her billet. So when I when I call for her initials, she raises her hand and she's the one with the envelope. And he's running the microphone for me to the different people. 
So he's got, so the, the the envelope is here, the mic is here and he just goes, he goes to the back and he's like running around. He he doesn't know what to do. He hands her the mic and says, I'll just take, I'll just hold that for you. And he runs (laughs) and he's, she's talking to me about her secret. And I see him take this thing and I see him just pacing around backstage or pacing uh, uh, in the back of the audience, not knowing what to do. Eventually he runs all the way around the audience and to get to the backstage area, you have to go up on the stage to get back there. So he takes the envelope, goes up on the stage, goes in, opens that shit up, looks at it, seals it back in a new envelope, marks it, brings it back to her just in time to take the mic and say, here you go. And oh God, God. Damn, if he doesn't get back on stage and absolutely floor everyone in the room, including that woman with that third envelope information, my name's not Ken Axel. Like he absolutely killed as a finale and it was totally mind-boggling he could have just he could have just ran with invisible deck instead that's right we could have have, but we didn't this is a much better option that is that is a better story (laughs) yeah you've just said happened for sure the moral of the story is uh, when in doubt just take it just take it Oh man! I uh, that, recently I, took that advice, and now I've got a court case. Yeah, well, you know, um, context is <laughs> yeah. everything. I went to the bank, and you know, I just took it, and yeah, you just yeah, anyway. Yeah, well, what if, you, also, what, what, you also can't get caught. <clears throat> That's true. What have you done, Jace? Have you done an effect, and you've realized the ending's not going to happen, and you're like, "Oh crap! I've got to improvise here." Um. Yeah. Yeah, I've done that before. Like where you where you do like a um. You know, like a thought of name or something, and then it's like some abstract fucking name, and you read it, and then you don't believe it, so you start. <laughs> so you know what I mean, and then you forget what it was because you're like, oh that can't God, be the right man. name. I thought it was, it had to be something else, mm. right? There's no way it was that. And then you just, yeah, and then you get lost, and it's like, oh, yeah, I've had those happen before. Yeah, um, yeah you know good. where the ending's gonna fail, and then you just do a like a, a multiple outs one where you're like, oh, so you just force a card. <laughs> You force a card on them. You're like, I'm just going to write another prediction down. Oh, and another prediction down. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Then, oh, I'll tell you what I did. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Go ahead. You know, uh, this might just, I'm sure, Jace, I've told you this many times. So the short story is, uh, Ken, you know uh, Gypsy Balloon by Tony Clark? Yes. Beautiful yeah. routine. <laughs> yeah. And I was doing two shows that day. And both of the ready-to-go balloons were backstage. My girlfriend brings them out, brings one out for the first show. Lovely to music, and I'm feeling good, dan, 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 and it restores, and it's great. She takes that balloon back, and they look the same backstage. So um, second show, she brings out that same balloon. Um, here I am all cocky, opening of the show. I start breaking the thread, and then I go to do what I need to do, and I'm like, this, I must have really locked this tight, and nothing's happening. And, and then I, it clicks that in like three seconds, I meant to restore this but um it can't be restored and uh yeah and you know what do you do so the only thing i could do was i <laughs> so weak but i just uh balled up the the broken pieces put it in my hand held the balloon here and then just made the pieces vanish and i was like thank you and expected them to applaud <sighs> Good enough, man. did you have your um did you have your splash bottle loaded at this point josh um, probably, 
You should have taken the balloon and popped out that fucking bottle of wine, bro. That would have been sick. What a what a save, huh? Yeah. You take All the I've pieces done- at Venice, you expect them to applause, and you go, what, not good enough for you? Pff, a bottle of wine. Yeah. And quickly inhale some of that. And then you go, a bottle of wine. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would have been better. Absolutely. That's why I yeah. should have been on that stage, brother. You should have. Where were you? You should give all of your gigs to Jason. Yeah, yeah, you should. From here, don't you from tell me that as well. He he already says that. <laughs> Just like yeah, Jason friend, you know? should give Keeping me him all his, his followers. I should yeah, get all his followers. Him, I will he trade you. I will trade you all of my followers for all of your gigs from mm. now until the end of time. I feel like I'm witnessing history here. That's actually an interesting toss up here. I mean, they just come back to me anyway, right? Because they're following me, not you. So, I mean, the same could be said with uh, with yeah, slides, yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Oh, well. You know, it's like that. It's like that. Uh, the rule about the one percenters. You know, the people that own the one percent of money. If you were to distribute the money equally amongst the world, it would have inevitably end up back the way it was, with the one percenters having all of it once again. Right. Yeah, like eight, eighty. What is it? Twenty percent of people make eighty percent of the money, or something like that. Yeah. 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 Even that top 20%. 20% of efforts lead to 20% of results. Um, mm. I just uh, show or, it. Or 20% of efforts lead to 80% of results. Josh, look at the size of this knife, brother. It's Josh, massive. Big knife. That is, oh, yeah, and that it's is blue, baby. It's a blue one. Look at that, huh? The old blue knife. You got to do this. Oh, you won't turn it back to blue. Oh, he did it. You can't. Oh, you, oh, you did. <laughs> That's right. I can do anything. <laughs> oh, yeah, make it purple. Are. No, I can't do that. <laughs> can't do that. You're the mighty. I can do player. anything. So long as it's a thing I've already done. Yes. I can do anything as long as that gimmick has been made before. <laughs> I can do more. anything. All right, All right Ken, you want to see some real mind reading goodness? Oh, this right here oh, is a tiny. Oh, shit, I flashed. <laughs> <laughs> this right here is a little mind reading gizmo. I want oh, you yeah. to just pick a number between one and six, buddy. Can I pick a color? Pick a number between one and six. I want. <laughs> fine, fine. Go ahead and just choose a choose a color. What color do you want? Uh, n- no. No. I want. I choose the number six. No. Ma- make him. Make him work for it. <laughs> what do you want? Which color do you want? Y- yellow. Uh, this one here. All right. So then get rid of yellow oh, and then I'll one? choose the That's next one. We'll do is we'll eliminate then... the yellow. One yeah. is yellow and I'll believe you because I, yeah. I and then I'm just going to eliminate all of these and we'll eliminate <laughs> all of these. And if you could just pick any of the colors that are remaining. Um, okay. I'll go for green. Oh, good choice. Yeah. Yeah. And you could have had, you, you know, as a free choice, you could have picked any of those colors, this but sure enough. Uh, no. Oh my God. <sighs> and that right there is, Real, real life <laughs> mentalism. <laughs> glorious. That was glorious. And that's why I, I got one. Okay, you've done mentalism for me. I'll do cards for you. I got one. Yes. I got one uh, knuckle busty, busty thing. Ariel, baby. Oy! Oy! That's actually Let's see slick. that again in an instant replay. Yeah, not many people can do that one. That's a good one. Including me. Oh, shit. Oy! That's a bit of a flash. Let's do it one more time. Uh, don't worry. You're in 720p. It's not going to. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. I mean, I mean, we're just going to clip it and replay that one over and over again. So, so that's just, right. just cut out the single 
Frame. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah. <laughs> nobody uh, nobody yeah. cuts frames from their videos. Oh, come on. Right? <laughs> Do you cut frames from your videos, Josh? No, no, I don't. I mean, you call yeah, them can, out all the time. I can You're tell, like, bro, I can tell I can brother. <laughs> I, can, <laughs> I cut the frames. Maybe you should it. cut frames out. <laughs> no. And then, uh, then I say it and it's great. I don't, I don't cut any frames out of my videos, which is evident because every now and again, you'll see a video where I flash. <laughs> I just like, oh, whatever. I just post it anyway. I just need to figure out how to film in 10 frames a second and then it'll be fine. What you do is you bring the shutter down, shutter speed down to eight. Mm. That way everything's blocky. As- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You You're like, oh, some- sorry, guys. I'm on a live. So that's why it's lagging here for you. There you go, brother. Shutter oh, there you go. Four. Oh, it's actually not too bad. No. I thought it'd be, I thought it'd be way worse. Oh, well. So did you, did you guys um, hear the joke about uh, Max Maven at the Pearly Gates? No, but I imagine I we're about to. I think this is in good I, taste. I've heard a one of them, but please tell us. So I, I really love this. I cannot, I, I can't take credit for it, but it was sent to me by a mentalist friend, um, uh, Eric Walton out of uh, New York. And um, so Max Maven, obviously, um, passes away and he goes to the, to the pearly gates and he sees uh, St. Peter there at the, at his tome, at his book. And it's the book of life. He goes up and says, uh, I'm Max, Max Maven. And um, you know, you can tell me what to do from here. And uh, Peter goes into the book and says, Max, Max, um, I actually don't see you here. I don't understand. Max goes, Try Phil, Phil Goldstein, try that. And he goes, okay, we'll try this. So he goes through and he goes, oh, there, there you are, there you are. Yeah, it looks like you made uh, a lot of people very happy. It looks like you uh, sacrificed a lot for your art. It looks like you were a good person and overall um, led a, a wonderful life. Uh, but it also looks here like you're uh, a non-believer. So normally we would let you write in, but the non-believer thing kind of puts you back on the fence. So at this point, you do have a choice, um, heaven or hell. And Max says, well, of course, heaven. And St. Peter goes, okay, so we'll eliminate heaven. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it, my friends. Thanks for listening. It's time for us to disappear now. Disappear now. But we'll see you again on the next episode of The Magic Guys.